Hello and welcome everyone to episode 32 of the Half and Half podcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Hargraves, and guess what? We have a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Angelica Tabuhara. I am Kuyamaya's Odding, among other things, but that is who I am. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys, surprises for the upcoming weeks. Finally got some guests on the podcast that will be continuing, so I'm very thankful and grateful for Angelica for being on tonight's episode, this week's episode. So, yeah, I hope you all are having a wonderful week so far and are enjoying life, or if not, I hope that it gets better for you all. So, yeah, I think we shall just get right into it. So, um, tell us about yourself, Angelica. Cool yos. Well, first of all, ugh, wait, I don't want, I actually don't want to really secret it. But I do go by Angelica, but my whole my whole first name is Keith Angelica. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, so Coolio. <laughs> there we go. Um, but I go by Angelica. I was born in the Philippines. I migrated here when I was five. Um, I am currently a public health major. Um, in my undergrad at. UNLV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and I love doing a bunch of new things. I love meeting new people. Um, I love doing outdoorsy things, whether it's camping, hiking, backpacking. I love playing sports. I play volleyball. I played volleyball, basketball, and I ran track in high school. Um... What else do I love? Uh, I play the guitar. Um, I love picnics at the park. I rave here and there. There we go. <laughs> because of fam influence. Um, love my fam. Love the BTS fam. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a lover of life. I am a lover of the universe. Um, I be- I'm a Christian, so I also believe in God. Um, uh, what else do I prescribe to? I'm passionate about financial education. That's something um, career-wise that I'm, I love talking about. I don't believe that this generation knows enough about finances. I think we all know how to work, but we don't know how to make money work for us. And so I'm also very passionate in that sense. I'm passionate in public health because I love preaching prevention over treatment. I believe that many illnesses can be, you know, prevented um, prior to having to end up in the hospital, um, That whether that means uh, promoting healthy living, having more recreational parks in low-income neighborhoods. That's that's my niche right there. I can talk about that all day. So um, I'm a very passionate person. I am a Gemini. Um, I'm a Gemini, Taurus. No, I'm sorry. Gemini, Aries, Taurus. So Ooh. Gemini, Sun, Aries, Moon, and Taurus, Rising. Yeah, 
Um, what else about me? So what does that mean for the viewers, the viewers that don't know? <laughs> um, okay, well, don't, don't come after me. If you know, I, I'm like still getting my feet wet in the astrology mm-hmm. world, but, um, for me, um, and what I know about it, um, Gemini's are known to be very outgoing, social, um, like to be like the life of the party kind of gal. Um, and so that's my son, um, basically my overall identity, which is true. I do prescribe myself as a very social person, um, very outgoing. Um, but a disadvantage to that is, you know, you've probably heard, you know, that Gemini's are two-faced because we embody the twins. Um, and so we adapt very well to different groups, um, different interests. Um, I've had a lot of identity, um, issues, uh, growing up. Um, and so I definitely felt that that, that resonated within me. Sometimes I'd question, do I like this because I like this or is it just in like I questioned a lot of my interests because I felt very uh it just it was just questionable a lot of people were just starting to question whether I really liked everything or not I was the kid that was like the middle kid in high school where Mm -hmm. I was like I was because I was a student athlete I was with my teammates um, Uh, I was with um you know the jocks per se but i was also um in music and so i played in guitar and so i was also friends with the musicians you know band you know people and orchestra people um i was in ap and honors classes and so i prescribed i was also prescribed as a nerd i was also in every like club you could think of um like gaming club anime club i was in japanese classes and in and out so it was just like it was just a lot of things people were confused about who i was and honestly made me question who i was too i was like what do i tell people when when they ask you know who are you what are your interests how can somebody be interested in so many things all at once um but i've grown to accept that I just like a lot of things <laughs> and I'm interested in a lot of people and I love nice. learning about different perspectives of, of life and uh, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting yeah. to know people from all kinds of backgrounds Yeah. Um, because you get to, s- it's like, I okay, so growing up I also read a lot of books mm-hmm. and so you know how, you know, if you read a lot of books, there's a saying that when you're a reader, you live a thousand lives right mm-hmm. and um it was like that for me i felt like growing up because i read so many genres of books and i felt like growing up uh even though i grew up not around a lot of people because my parents kept me at home you know um they didn't trust everybody around me so they kept me at home reading and so i was really just forced to read books but by the time that they allowed me to have a social life i felt like i already knew what how to socialize and so it became very natural and uh yeah i i love just learning about people um i think it's a different different perspectives because i think that's what makes life much more interesting 
to look at life in different lenses is really great. Oh my goodness. I do this thing mm. where I like go on tangents and then I forget what we were even talking about in the first place. So you're going to have to remind me. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, I literally just said tell... Talk Tell about me, right? Yeah, so... Yo, yeah, that's right. No, we're talking about astrology. Yeah. So Gemini, Gemini, right. Obviously, see, identity, yeah, literally. Um, my moon is in Aries, and uh, basically that's my emotions. That's where my... That's how I guide my emotions. Mm. Um, as Aries... As an Aries moon, uh, I am very indecisive. That's what I know about Aries, uh... I'm one of the most it's it sucks because mm-hmm. as somebody who has so many interests having emotions having my emotions guided through indecisiveness is just the worst so I'm basically mm-hmm. just like a a bomb waiting to to go off because I'm always overthinking um, even though I don't really have any Virgos in my in my houses or any in my planets but I'm because of that clash of Gemini and Aries mm-hmm. and the indecisiveness. It gets a little complicated in my head. Um, Definitely. What else about Aries? Uh, I, don't, I don't. I just know that they're really um, and they're very off-putting. I you mean, know? yeah, they're very off-putting. <laughs> um, they can be very avoidant. Mm. Uh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're 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 they are lovers. Aries are <laughs> lovers, um, but they just don't want to admit it. Uh, um, they're scared okay. to give in. Um, it, it comes with the indecisiveness. It's um, they're hard lovers, but they they're very cautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Taurus rising, which means uh, basically that's what people's first, um, which one calls it first? What's it called? Impressions mm, of me are go. so. There you go, Taurus. But I really don't know much about Taurus. I know that Tauruses are very uh, persistent, <laughs> um, which can be a good and bad thing. Yeah. Depending on I've, the situation. Yeah, I've seen it work for good and bad in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's mostly what I know mm-hmm. about Tauruses. Nice. Um, my favorite color is teal or turquoise. There we um, go. I love chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, and get to know more about me as we go on with our podcast so yeah so thank you for the the breakdown of who you are and what you stand by but we're gonna get into a little more introspective um how are you (laughs) how are you doing (laughs) i am doing okay at best um it's the beginning. I feel like the year just started, but I can't believe it's already April. March did its thing. Yeah, March was a crazy month. March was marching. March was marching. <laughs> um, 
this has been one of the most eye-opening years of my life even though it just started mm-hmm. i mean even when we were almost halfway so i mean i think i can take that but yeah i've learned a lot um even though i didn't think i could learn if i didn't think i had the capacity to learn more than i what i already knew mm-hmm. it really doubled down on me and made me realize that there's always more to learn um so yeah yes this journey of growth is tiring and making me feel just okay but it's worth the ride and uh, i'm just happy to be alive man i'm mm-hmm. just happy to be existing yeah yeah yep sounds very familiar to what i usually say on these episodes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh is that all you're feeling are you going through or um oh well i mean uh let's see here um well personally so i am also uh, so you know i'm a student i'm a student so i'll first talk about my student life my academic life Mm -hmm. and uh it's going well uh much better than it has in the past semesters Mm -hmm. i'm you know, I used to be so adamant about finishing in four years, and that was really always my thing. I came out of high school like the perfect student, um, overqualified GPA, and then my whole world came crashing down when I realized reality is not always going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of trouble accepting that I was imperfect, mm-hmm. but I'm here. And I'm learning that everyone has their own timeline, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I'm finally learning how to take it at my own pace. Mm. Um, there's so much peace in just believing in yourself yeah. um, and knowing what you're capable of. And so I know that I'm capable, um, and I know that I'm going to you know, get through school because I love what I study. So, mm-hmm. you know, at least I know that. So, yeah. you know passion follows in Mm -hmm. your actions i believe that 100 percent. and so yeah school's going going well Mm -hmm. um i'm also um on the side an entrepreneur and so i also have a business and which has been going well um again i learned being in the financial industry i get to learn so much about you know financial concepts that was never taught um to us especially in low income or you know minority backgrounds um and so i'm learning and i'm doing the best that i can to share what i know to people who need it i love what i do um i always stand by it um i am also a partner to a very loving and complicated boyfriend um we are we just hit seven months congrats thank you um and it has been the most complicated seven months of my life um well good and bad um just a lot of growth and it's funny because i'm again like i'm a part of me being an aries is i'm such a hard lover and uh but i just didn't expect it to look like this i don't think it ever we don't it never looks the way that we expect Mm -hmm. um but um i love 
I love our relationship. Um, not in the sense that I, uh, you know, not in the way that I thought I would, but it's just a lot of growth, and I couldn't ask for a better person to handle my my complex brain and mm. somebody who's willing to be so patient about yeah. all the trauma that I have to heal through and we're just healing through the trauma to, of our childhoods together so yeah I mean it's been complicated and we lash out at each other sometimes I, I mean I'll be completely and honestly uh, honest honestly honest to you right there we go. um Healthy relationships are the most triggering relationships. Mm. Um, it will bring out, it will force you to bring out the trauma in you. And what defines a relationship as healthy um, are usually the partners that are willing to stay mm -hmm. with you while you are healing in that trauma. If anybody's told you that you're not supposed to be in a relationship while you have trauma you know that's not true i used to think the same thing that i had to be completely perfect to step into a relationship you don't um you just have to know your boundaries you have to respect your boundaries you have to know the other person i mean you're not going to know them well enough right away right but uh, you just gotta trust your gut your instincts about the person that you're healing with you don't want them to lead you astray so you have to be careful right um about who you trust with your soul mm -hmm. and needless to say um i think i found a great partner who has just been so patient again even though i lash out because i just am very traumatized mm -hmm. uh so i'm lucky i'm a lucky gal i'm a very lucky gal uh, I am, what else am I? Mm. I am a daughter of immigrant parents. I'm a first-gen mm -hmm. immigrant. And yeah. So, you know, if you're a first-gen immigrant, you know that family relationships are pretty complicated. Dynamic, yeah. Yeah, that dynamic is mm. very, uh, <laughs> mm. But as of recent, it's actually been it's actually been the healthiest it's ever been. Oh, that's um, good to hear. Yeah, uh, because uh, the business has helped them to learn learn how to manage their finances more, and they are learning how to balance their money so that they can have more time in their lives to spend together. So that's been really nice. I think. Um, it's just allowed uh like learning how to manage our finances now has been key to allowing ourselves to open up more to each other yeah, yeah. Uh, right less work less more time less work more time to just enjoy life and so that's... no nine to five no more nine to fives <laughs> nine to fives are okay um as long as you know as long as as long as it's not a nine to five every day six days a week mm. you have a nine to five like three days but make sure you spend adequate time for yourself in whatever capacity that you need mm. uh, but the problem is people don't know what they need yep so uh, that's that's, self that's a problem in itself. Yep, self awareness. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Is there anything else you'd like to add on on 
oh how God. you're feeling or anything you're going through. Uh, I forgot to mention I'm a gym gal, and so I'm finally, I'm finally putting my winter fat to slumber. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting right now, so I'm on that grind here and there. I'm hangry here and there, but mm-hmm. you gotta do what you gotta do to be. We, me and Queer, we're going to EDC next next month. Oh, right? we're going oh this next gosh. month. EDC is next oh month. Oh my gosh, it's both of our first times, right? Yeah. Oh my god. And we're going all three days. So we're trying to be hot. We're not gonna make it out alive. <laughs> Who it's knows? The, it's the Who thing. Who knows? I don't know how people do it for all three days. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do it all three days. <laughs> what about you, Kuya? How are you? If you've been checking in with the prior episodes, it hasn't been good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, it's been... It's been... <laughs> it's been. It's been. Yeah. It's been a time. What a day. What a days. What a week. Um, life's been tough. Um, with personal um, instances of with relationships, with friendships, mm-hmm. with family, with mm-hmm. school, with myself. I've been at constant war with myself, but mm. I think I've been able to put that aside by starting to trust myself more mm. and have less of that fear of uncertainty, of the unknown, of the lack of control, um, just trying to fall into these feelings more, fall into these mindsets more, rather than trying to, you know, fit my way and mold my way into um, something that may or may not work. Um, just trying to have more of that self-awareness of how much I'm hurting myself, than how you know, helping myself in these situations so I can help myself more. And have more of the ability to showcase my uh, full self to uh, the myself to the fullest extent. Mm. Um, so just you know, being able to um, see myself for who I am mm. and what I'm doing, right and wrong, and giving myself grace mm. for the amount of stuff I've gone through in this past month, this past year, Ooh. or. 2023 because it has it's only a third of the way through (laughs) or a quarter of the way through um so that's crazy um it's been very mentally taxing especially with trying to balance school and all my routines and my self-care so there are some days and weeks where one is faltering i either it's school or the gym or it's my sanity at times or my social life one of the things has to take a step back in order to keep that balance and to keep um, me running at a a good pace so just finding that balance of what works and what doesn't work Um, like you said it's been a lot of uncomfortable growth Mm -hmm. and it's very necessary but um, again just trying to not brush past and speed through life like we're growing at rapid rates but there are times where we don't you know have to do that constantly every day you know there are those times where we can just 
acknowledge the amount of progress we've made and you know understand that we are putting the time and effort but we can give ourselves a break though that rest in the end the end goals like we take the breaks and rest for you know our interests our hobbies our priorities but for who we want to be you know we don't always have to constantly uh do things to get to where we want to be like of course we're going to keep putting that time and effort but there are those moments where we just gotta you know sit back and be like you know i've put in the work you know i deserve like a little bit of time to right. to you know sit with who i am at the moment mm. so i can explore more of where i'm at right now rather than just full steam ahead tunnel vision yeah yeah that's a whole topic in itself (laughs) letting go of the past and just being okay with what it is yeah actually it's something i really really have trouble with Mm -hmm. because even so i have this thing even earlier as i was like thinking about how i introduced myself i still hold on to like my past identity and who I was in high school because again that was like for me like I hate to say it I hate admitting it but for like for the for the longest for a while I just felt like because I was the most successful during my high school it felt like mm. I know that I didn't peak in high school but that's how I felt um obviously I'm a lot wiser than I am now I'm grateful for the for the place I'm in I was a lot more ignorant Mm -hmm. in high school about the world and so i would not consider that my peak but for me in terms of paper right which is unfortunately what we how we pretty much measure success in asian culture Mm. um is by paper for me it was perfect i was like on paper like i was perfect and it's hard for me not to compare myself to the past Mm -hmm. a lot yeah um because on paper today I'm not I'm nowhere near what is described as perfect in our culture, you know. Mm. Um, not graduating on time. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else? Just there was times in in classes that I wasn't doing well. When you're mm-hmm. supposed to always ace your classes, right? You're always supposed to. Okay, first of all, I'm not a nurse, right? I didn't take up nursing, so that was like red flag right already yeah. as as a filipino um just like oh you're gosh done. <laughs> you're done <laughs> right so mm-hmm. to begin with you know i and so no i i get that i think it's something that a lot of us really really struggle with um something that we don't talk about enough uh letting go of the past mm-hmm. how do you how do you go um about for your situation um i see it as like different phases and peaks of life Mm. um because you know maybe free high school angelica your grades were um top tier but like how was the social life how was your mental and emotional health how was your your social intellect you know the social Mm. skills Mm. the the true connections that you had um back then because that's how i see it like um for me now like my grades are not good as good as they were in high school 
but my social life has like that that has right, done right, better right. and sure. you know we can go back to like middle school where like right. my mental and emotional health were like you know all willy-nilly and ignorant and like life was good yeah. so it's like different peaks or different lifestyles mm. like you know of course i look back at those pieces that um were me but they weren't the full me so it's just like i just see it as like those moments those times you know who I was back then. I weren't. I wasn't meant, meant to be them now. Um, so I like that. I can acknowledge that it's there, but I'm not holding on to falling back mm. on those ideals because they they're constantly changing. Mm. And like what we both said, it's just there's been a lot of growth. So yeah. every yeah. day we're straying away from who we were four or five years ago, ten yeah. plus years ago. So it becomes harder to hold on and, you know, it's just the amount of energy you put on the holding on rather than letting go, you know, or the amount of energy you put into um, seeing it as, you know, you enjoyed it for what it was back then Mm -hmm. rather than holding on now. So that's how I see it. You know, um, I think it's easier for me because I get like high school and middle school weren't as eventful as college now, so I don't I don't really have to hold on to much because I I don't even talk to anyone from my high school anymore, and nor have I like done like any alumni stuff for them, so it's just like once I left for college I was able to just push it aside, mm-hmm. and not for like anything bad it was just like you know wanting that fresh start and wanting to start anew and wanting to see how I would fare and who I would become after high school because it's like I have no bad blood with the high school I went to but it's just like you know I want to make better memories you know striving for more always striving for better and you know even though on paper it doesn't and you know through these podcast episodes you know it doesn't seem like I'm doing better but I would definitely say I'm in a better spot compared to where when I was in high school, just with the amount of self-love, with the amount of uh, wisdom and ideals from the suffering, of course, the the amount of better relationships I've made, closer friendships, um, the amount of experience I've gained from then to now, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think the pro the process of like growth and the process of learning has taught me to let go mm. because I'm just replacing those good memories with even better memories mm. or you know for sure replacing the bad memories with anything better than that you know but still acknowledging that they're there mm. mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. um see how do you how- <laughs> Yeah, go for no, it. No, that I want to just address that last part that you uh, you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got lost in that mix, but you were talking about addressing, you know, where you are now, but not forgetting, mm-hmm. not forgetting about what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. My 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 brain is like does not know where to start when it comes to that. And so, for like, for me, like, okay, I was just say like, speaking theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
if I, for me, like wherever I choose to start, I unfortunately usually end up investing more on that part of my life. And then I don't do the the moving on part, mm. like the balance. Okay, that that I think that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. I've always had a problem with balance to begin with. So just like, again, like you said that you have to embrace the present, but not also forget. At the same time, don't forget um, where you came from. Yeah. Um, but there's a certain balance in there that I usually have trouble, you know, managing. Mm-hmm. How does your how does your brain go about that process? If you can explain a little bit more in depth, um, maybe like a theoretical, maybe do like a theoretical. Ooh, way. most definitely. Um, exactly. So it's a trial and error process for me. Um, so I would try things I did in high school, mm-hmm. and if they worked, or um, then you know that part of me is still there. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't work, oftentimes they didn't work because. As we got older, we mature and we we find things that are more effective, more efficient, yeah. or kind of outdated right. from, like, let's say, like, 2017 to 2023 now. So it's just, like, that five, six-year gap, a uh, lot has changed. Um, so if I were to have, you know, I would try to see it from those perspectives. You know, what would high school me do or back, back then? And uh, it's either... <clears throat> you apply it or you acknowledge that like oh I'm not that person anymore mm-hmm. or oh it just that I've made a lot of strides compared to then um, like the same thing I did with school it's just like I tried things in high school and a lot of it didn't apply to college you know like I've literally like all the stuff I gained from high school didn't doesn't really apply now so it's just like I could leave that behind you know I don't need to hold on to who I was back then just it's like you know it's not always on us too like it's the surroundings too the environment like you know um sometimes you have to work your way around with with the environment you know with the people around you um with trying your best to not lose your sense of self, you know, mm. trying to keep that sincerity in that shift of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's just like when I go about like acknowledging, but being able to let go, it's always just a reminder that, you know, I'm not that guy anymore or I know better now. Mm-hmm. Not not that I should have done this. It's I know better, you know, just mm. uh, changing the, the inner monologue within yourself to have that trust that you know you are you know there's parts of you that are still you know connected with high school angelica but overall you know it's a whole new version a whole new yeah. a whole new version you're right you're right and it starts with just how you speak to yourself mm. about about these things the yeah. inner monologue part. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so true because that's where a lot of the fear and the trust and the uncertainty comes through. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. The way that I see it is like, that's just how our mind filters trying to achieve the best result. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be induced be like due to, you know, prior traumas and with like family and with relationships. You know, our, our inner monologue, our voice inside has... Or like our gut or our mind, our heart has been like trained 
to deflect or to defend or protect in certain ways by, you know, either knocking ourselves down or rejecting ideas, rejecting certain sides of ourselves because those parts of our body, um, those parts of ourself are trying to find the best results. But little do they know, it's just like their fil- are like their filtration methods, like the way the heart filters things, the way the mind filters mm-hmm. things, um, can be faulty at times just due to how much um, lack of experience or how much, you know, um, lack of staying in the present and lack mm. of, and how much, you know, trauma has been blocked, fogged our Ooh. perspective. La- the, the present part, the lack mm-hmm. of being present. Yeah. That's also another issue. I think a lot of people, well, that comes with, you know, being distracted with who you were in the past. Mm-hmm. That's what leads yeah. to the lack of focus in the present. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for that, um, it's just the way for me to stay in the present is, you know, there's breathing exercises for it, of course. But, you know, when you're doing those breathing exercises, you know, you just ask yourself, are there any future problems right now that are detrimental or very impactful to your future? And yeah. most of the time, it's, the answer is no. Yeah, it's just true. us overthinking into believing that the worst case scenario will come <laughs> yeah, along. Right. But once you figure that out, it's like, okay, right. I can be in the present now because there's I have nothing to worry about that will fuck me over anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least not in that capacity where it'll, you know, mm-hmm. it'll change your life. Like, yeah, the whole exactly. Thing just true. Mm-hmm. True. True. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. I like that perspective. Yeah. Do you have any more questions on that topic at hand? Or if so, we'll get into our break. I will. I I probably will. And I will, probably is. Do you have do you have a uh, an episode on letting go of the past yet? Um. You should make that a whole thing. I that's definitely a topic that I want to go about. Um. I think I've talked about it in prior episodes but nothing focused on yeah i mean i've talked about like embracing change so that brings it up a little bit um yeah um nothing really about letting uh moving on moving forward from things Mm. um but i guess that's the closest, the closest but i could definitely like distinguish just like fully letting go and embracing yeah I'd that love to hear that more yeah perspective of that mm-hmm. yeah so almost that will most definitely be an episode for the future then yes um and i may bring on some guests that are experts at that type of stuff too mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah, um, is there anything else you want to say before we take our quick little break? And then we'll move on to the, the nitty gritty. No, we'll take a break. Alrighty. Sounds good. Um, we appreciate you guys listening to us catching up a little bit. Um, we will be back in a few. And then we'll get to the actual nitty gritty of the episode. We'll be back. And we are back. 
um, with the Half and Half podcast. Again, we have a special guest, Angelica here. Say hi. Hi. And we are going to, you know, get to the second half of the episode, and that's usually where we have a specific topic at hand, and we are going to, you know, share our thoughts, any advice, words of wisdom, experiences on that topic at hand. So, um, for today, we are going over the topic of emotional um, projection, and um, would you want to go over it, or you want me you to take a crack at it? Take a crack, take a crack. Ah, okay. Um, so, basically, um, from my perspective and from my experiences, um, emotional projection has to... Uh, deal with basically people laying their emotions on, on consensually onto you. Um, basically, the the trauma dumping or the moments of people being very like sensitive against you, mm-hmm. or just people just unleashing um, hidden emotions or emotions that they weren't able to figure out on you. So, you know, them just unleashing everything onto you with no disregard to you know what you're thinking in the moment or how you are going about certain things um i really think that like these moments of emotional projection really come out of like r- random you know they're not they're not really controlled unless someone's very manipulative <laughs> um you know wanting to emotionally project to get like a reaction or to get some answers or just to potentially like avoid a situation um that comes across a lot with the the avoidant type of people you know them just you know finally being direct and honest for once and then it's like okay i did that so can we be okay now you know like (laughs) so a lot of the emotional projection um it's just people just who have unresolved issues and haven't taken the time to deal with them and are trying to put them on someone else and make them feel bad for how they're feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. So would you like to add on to that? Yeah. Um, and I think to put it into simpler, you know, layman, layman's turn, it's basically the concept of hurt people hurting more people, right? Again, yeah. it's that... It's people who, or we'll say like theoretically, right? It's for, take for example, relationships. People who did not heal or experience trauma in in prior relationships, imagine them going on to the next relationship Mm -hmm. and not fully being aware that it caused that trauma and then not even knowing that they're causing that same exact trauma that they experience onto their next partner. It's it's like that. It's literally the concept of how bullies are created. Usually a bully is created because they were also bullied, right? Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst part about it really though is uh is the inability to be aware. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's where i mean because i 
I'm not perfect. I know that I project my trauma, especially in my relationship now, because I experienced some pretty dramatic things um, in my parents' relationship growing up, seeing their relationship, how their relationship evolved. I've had bad experiences with people I've talked to in the past as well. So even today, I I can't stand before you and tell you that I'm I'm an expert at mm-hmm. um, emotional projection, and I know every time when I'm doing it. No. But I am aware that it's a problem, mm. and I have mm-hmm. made my partner aware that it is a problem. And so when it does arise, I tell him to call me out on it, and there so that go. I can also, you know, allow myself to see and acknowledge the things that I don't, that I sometimes can't or don't know how to. Um, and I think in that sense, if you want to learn more about your tendency to emotionally project onto others you would also communicate that with your friends your loved ones and Mm -hmm. tell them hey like if i do happen to say something hurtful it's because i'm still learning yeah because i'm still you know i'm still feeling the things that i did you know from that traumatic event Mm -hmm. and i don't mean to hurt you i just healing mm-hmm. and it's a process i wish that more people did that because then at least we could you know brace ourselves yeah. and know that it's not personal mm-hmm. that's that's really the goal is to make sure that people know that it's not personal because most times it's actually not personal yeah when you think about like somebody think about like Think about like road rage, like road, like if when you're driving and like somebody behind you is honking and they're honking and they're like, like they're just super mad, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. Think about it. It's not really. It's mostly usually not you. That's the problem. It's because they either had a bad day or they're in a rush because they, you know, they didn't wake up to their alarm or something, or yeah. you know, maybe their mom was on was on something and she mm-hmm. just was like yelling at him or like you know maybe they're having relationship problems and they're projecting whatever they're feeling on to that situation or ah, you know like okay. to put it into in more clarified uh in a more clarified sense is like a manager right and the manager has employees mm-hmm it's like when they have like personal problems and they end up bringing their personal problems into the workplace mm-hmm. and so now they're projecting whatever they're feeling whether it's you know again anything personal anything negative they a lot of managers unfortunately tend to abuse their power and then they project it onto their employees because they don't know where else to put that energy mm-hmm. um, it's a problem mm-hmm. um, we see abuse of power in the workplace a lot um abuse of power in a lot of places not just the workplace um and that's where projection emotional projection gets really really dangerous because Mm -hmm. some people don't have the power to defend themselves in in situations like those yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's it is a it is very tough especially like when you're put on the opposing side because Mm -hmm. it's like there's a thin line of what you can say because you don't really you don't want to like invalidate mm. their emotions and how they're feeling, but you definitely want to set those boundaries mm-hmm. and let them know that they're overstepping. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, did not want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's just like you know you got to find that thin line of like you know 
being stern yeah. but without you know ca- adding more fuel to the mm-hmm. fire mm-hmm. because yeah. you know i've had to deal with people who are emotionally projecting and you know there are times where i'll just sit back and you know let them let them let it all out but then there are some times where um i'll reciprocate the energy and clap back and then the, it will kind of break them down and it's yeah. just like damn um this is you know, you started it, but this is somehow my fault. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Somehow yeah. ended up as my fault. Yeah, so definitely understand. And it, I'm not perfect either because I have my moments of um, emotional projection, but it comes out um, due to like my because I have a superiority complex when it comes to some sort, some like things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people aren't doing enough. Or when, especially like when I'm going through stuff and people like give advice or words of wisdom, and it's like the shit I've already heard. Yeah. That's when I'll emotionally project. It's just like I've already heard this, bro. Like, can you figure something out differently? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say stuff like that, and you know that will kind of you know turn them off or turn them away. But it's just like, you know, it's a way that I like I cry for help, but it's just like you know I could definitely say it differently or just have more control of what I say in the moment, even though. You know, if I don't say it like that, they're just going to keep saying stuff I already Same know. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It's yeah. funny. It's actually because you've done that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's funny hearing like the actual explanation. I mean, I already knew. And I, you know, as we gotten to know each other over the years, mm-hmm. I've noticed that that's just like a thing that you do. But I didn't know that. I didn't actually know the details behind those actions. So it makes sense. Like, of course, you don't want to be... It's just like... Well, because I, I know you. And I know how mm-hmm. your your mind works. Not, you know, 100%. But I know that you're an overthinker. And so when you mm-hmm. hear a lot of the same information, it gets annoying. Yeah. Because you already know that. And you've mm-hmm. already went through the fine lines of those details yeah. over and over and over again. You don't need somebody else to be like... To figure out, to tell you something that you've already figured out and you've already peeled like mm-hmm. the layers of that. Um, but I did not know that um, it was like AKA for like crying for help at the same time. Yeah, because it's just like, I need you to do more. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to do more right now. Yeah. But if you're just going to be like, you'll get through it or stay yeah. positive. I'm just like, man, you're of yeah. no use right now. Yeah. <laughs> So it just yeah, it definitely is a, a cry for help, even though it is it sounds like it's anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Which I feel like it that's a lot of the a emotional lot. projection in people. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- they finally faced emotions and they're like, I don't know how to feel these emotions, yeah, but I'm lashing out on you to yeah. show that I need help. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. I mm-hmm. didn't even. I didn't even. I. I yeah. haven't looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually it's, cries for help. It's a. It's cries. They're all cries for help, but they mm-hmm. just don't know how to express that in a healthy manner, and yep. so they just. Yeah. Lash out. Mm-hmm. Why, do you think, that is a normal beha- That is normal behavior in today's society. Um, it's normal behavior due to past generations um 
again, we're us two. We're all about that direct and blunt and honest communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't able to have that with our families, mm-hmm. with our parents. True. So we had we were kind of we kind of threw ourselves in the deep end by putting ourselves in those type of situations to figure it out on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with a lot of people our age now um, and older, um, they haven't been able to have that direct, honest communication with themselves, nor learn how to do that from someone else. Mm. So when there's a bunch of pent-up emotions and feelings Mm. that they don't want to, you know, go about, that's why we have so many avoidant people Mm. in our generation now um, when it comes to emotional projection it's just you know they it's it's either like their their heart or their mind is finally like breaking down momentarily you know after trying to hold that that um mindset of you know i don't have to deal with it i don't have to deal with it i don't know how to deal with it (laughs) fuck you know (laughs) it's about some deflection yeah even in the way that we make jokes Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's funny don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. you know I make fun of depression here and there. Yeah. But there's only so many... I mean, the reality is that you could... There's only so many jokes that you can make about mm-hmm. very serious topics. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's a generational problem. It's also mm-hmm. a cultural problem as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't... Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Because... Um, you know, if you're able to have those conversations with myself, like I am, and like mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can stop the emotional projection. And because yeah. I, you know, like I talked about like my method of emotional projecting, but like even now, it's like I can hold back from it. Right, right, right. And I'm learning to um, go about it differently mm-hmm. or push it aside because I try to see things from people's perspective. Um, you know, from my perspective, I'm going, you know, I may be going to people who aren't as wise or do not have as much experience in said topic that I'm needing help for. Mm-hmm. Or there's a generational gap between mindsets. So when they give advice, um, they'll be saying stuff that I've already figured out. And, you know, I do, I am doing a better job at not lashing out. But like um, when there are m- those times where it keeps happening over and over again, you know, there are those times where you have to like you know open up a little more in that sense yeah just so they know because just some people aren't good at comprehending as well Mm -hmm. because i've you know politely and calmly like told them like i've already heard this before um if by chance if you had like any other ideas in your head like you know i'm open my my ears are open you know but you know they say something again and it's just like I heard this already. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let me say that again. Um, heard that already. Let's try something different. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, they say something I know already. Okay, um, can you try again? <laughs> and then, you know, it's just slowly, like, unraveling little by little. Yeah. Uh, but it's just knowing, I guess that it's that part of ourself, too, just knowing when to let go. Mm-hmm. And knowing, because we've had these conversations before, but there, there are certain peoples in our lives that can only do certain things for us. Exactly. Not everyone can do everything. So, you know, advice and, you know, comprehending and application, those skills, there are a few people that can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still figuring out who 
can fit that <laughs> yeah that's another thing too right is just learning how to i was gonna go about that how we again we've talked about this before mm-hmm. and you've actually helped me understand this concept as well is is just learning how to accept the people that can give you what you need and the people that can't give you what yeah. you need mm-hmm. and learning how to differentiate the two and most of all accepting that yeah. difference mm-hmm. because I mean, for me, like my issue with that, um, when you brought up when you brought up that that concept of like learning who I can go to, making a list of people people I can go to for advice, people I can go to to have for fun, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you taught me that people have different purposes. But my next issue was that I was having a really hard time. I still am having a really hard time accepting where I'm putting these people in my life. Mm, yeah, that's the tough part. It's uh. It sucks mm-hmm. knowing that the person that you thought you could go to for everything that you need can't be there. Yeah, it hurts, mm-hmm. um, and it makes me lash out. Yeah, you know, um, you know, personal instance, what's going on. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think the next step from from being aware of where you emotionally project is is the next part is just like accepting. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. where your faults lie most definitely it's um, tough but yeah that I mean that is the tough part but you know sometimes the proof is in the pudding yeah you know just yep. you know what you see is what you get yeah. from people but that's what also makes the friendships more genuine mm-hmm. because I've taken different pathways to have friendships on the same level with people like i've i've met people my freshman year that i'm like really close with i've met others throughout my time at unlv and are very close with um you know may have trauma bonded with people and trauma dumped the people and got really close to them Mm -hmm. or you know i had a surface level friendship that we became best friends you know Mm -hmm. i i guess it I grew to appreciate how similar but like different we all are and how we all got together because you know we have those key friendships but they all didn't start off the same you know Mm, true true I think that goes back to living in the present Mm -hmm. yeah living in the present embracing Mm -hmm the present for what it is yeah embracing the people you have around you now rather than the people you don't have around you yeah um, Mm -hmm. what is that that mentality the half glass full yeah mentality versus the empty glass um, empty empty. yep exactly it's true yeah and so do you think do you would you agree that the weapon of choice uh, against emotional projection is maybe has maybe somewhat to do with gratitude. Ooh, uh, gratitude. Right. Um, so okay, we'll put it in a theoretical sense. Yeah. So I say that. Um, Say that the manager, right? We'll go back to the manager or mm-hmm. manager to employee yeah. relationship. The manager's like something bad happened to me, or 
I don't know, something in the house happened and they made them upset. Yeah. Um, but luckily they had a friend who checked up on them um, and made sure that they were okay. So instead of focusing on, you know, what happened or maybe, you know, something something happened. Yeah. You know, they were more focused on the person that was actually there for them to talk them through it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think, not, not I think, I just talking personally for me, right? For me, like you already know what's going on. Like I'm having a yeah. a rough patch with someone, but for me, I think that's what's really helped me get through that. Instead of lashing out at everyone about it, I'm talking about my. I have people in my life who are helping mm-hmm. me talk about yeah. it, and I'm more so not focused on that anymore. Now I'm more so focused on. The gratitude that I have for the people um, and the wisdom that people give me um, to help me get through it or just help me enjoy life in general, right? Mm. Ooh. So when you put it like that, um, I don't know if weapon is the best way to put it. I would maybe say like conduit. Mm-hmm. Um because it's the connection you have with people that connection you have with people that can lead to the lack of emo or the the crazy amounts of emotional projection because you know you see it from the people who don't have uh, those closer friendships you know yeah and the people that are in more secure relationships secure friendships yeah. are the ones that aren't emotionally projecting as often because they have those those outlets. conduits, those outlets mm-hmm. to go to. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the the main weapon is ourselves. But mm-hmm. um, but if you were to put it on something else or um, a certain feeling or something, I would just be like, the lack of experience is where self projection comes in. The lack of experience with the with yourself with other people with your emotions um you know people not tackling those leaps and bounds those jumps those hills those mountains those crevices you know if they don't do anything about where they are where or what is going on or who they're with you know the wrong environment can lead to more emotional projection the wrong people can lead to more emotional projection the lack of trust within yourself can lead to just all types of projections. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're right. It mm-hmm. does start with everything. Everything mm-hmm. starts with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally what I get to with every episode on here. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we're the ones fucking up our peace. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you can only blame the environment so much yeah. because that's why I line I think I said that you're the surreal and like solitude mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I think that could be like a whole nother episode in itself is like learning how to embrace solitude mm-hmm. you know the best things yeah. to get away yeah to to get from solitude because there is a lot of peace mm-hmm. in solitude that I did not know was there prior so 
Um, to give a little context, I disappeared off the face of the earth for like seven months to mm-hmm. focus on myself. I like was not on social media. I basically wasn't talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. I just had a lot of alone time to myself. And mm-hmm. actually, it was the most peaceful time of my life. I didn't expect it to look like that, but it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just having conversations with myself. Uh, day to day mm-hmm. looking forward to what i was gonna do for myself you yeah. know the next day it was peaceful it was like i was the only one that mattered i mean I, I you are the only one that matters it's your world right yeah. and everybody else is just living in it mm-hmm. and that's what it is when you have um you're when you're living in a on in a concept of solitude yeah um but I think since I've transitioned out of you know that solitude, I'm learning the the balance part <laughs> where mm-hmm. it's like because it was also toxic for me, unfortunately, because I thought that that's just how I should do it. Like I didn't mm-hmm. believe in anybody else's capabilities to mm. to give me there was it was just like whatever is like you know me. So that was, that was your, that that was your was, own projection it, back yeah, then. It was, okay. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, not to stray from the yeah. point, though, mm-hmm. that having a period of solitude in your life is so, so beneficial. And I wish more people knew how to talk to themselves, how to have conversations with themselves, how to give themselves the own peace that they deserve. Yep. Because a yeah. lot of us... How many of us have unfinished conversations? How many of us haven't? <laughs> how many of us haven't gotten closure from the last person that Damn. gave us tra- trauma? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's when we have to realize that the only person at the end of the day is that that can take care of us and give us our own peace is us. Yep. Nobody's obligated. It's it's, it's a shitty thing to to think about and to realize, mm-hmm. but nobody's obligated to give you that peace. People are just, you know, doing their own thing. And uh, unfortunately, some people don't even have the capacity to <laughs> to give you the peace that you want, the, the peace that you desire, the, the peace that you need. And so sometimes you just end up never getting closure. Mm-hmm. And what do you do in that situation? Do you break? Do you, mm. you know, do you talk to yourself? Do you, do you know how to get yourself back up in, in those times? Because I think... Now more than ever, you need that skill. I think it's the most important skill that you could have in life mm-hmm. is the ability to, you know, be to the ability to just enjoy your own company because mm-hmm. again, we live in we live and breathe emotional projection nowadays. Yeah. And when you when you're not aware of that you get eaten by the wolves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't know who you really are when you're mm-hmm. just catering to what they, what he says, what she says, what they say. It's a tough world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to have yourself, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, no, you, brought, you brought up a great point. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because when you sit alone, that's... Sit in that silence, mm. you know. I'm very and, uncomfortable, right? Yeah, oh. not judging any of the noises around you, mm-hmm. judgment-free. You know, that's when you're able to figure yourself out the most. And having those moments of solitude, 
<clears throat> silence, no worries, no nothing. You can, with a clear mind, you can figure out whatever you, you put your mind to. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just not enough people are doing that because it is scary. <laughs> it is daunting. <laughs> I've had I've had to you know convince convince friends to do so, and then they'll be like, "It hurts so much. It hurts so fucking much." And it's like you got to sit in it though. You got to yeah. keep sitting in it. You got to have that willpower, that conviction to want better to do better for yourself but it is scary and daunting and you know that's why when it comes to people who are you know doing that type of stuff you know you you want to reiterate that they aren't doing it alone it's just that they have to face some situations on their own but at the end of the day they'll have a support system yeah yeah and i think that's what i mean i feel Speaking personally for me, I think that's what kept me. F- that's what right now, currently, where that's what's keeping me from entering my state of like solitude and having that balance. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, my problem personally is that once I step into this space um, and enjoying my own peace, I like to sit in it for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like letting people in. Yeah. And that's actually a problem that's set that I've stated in my relationship with with my with my boyfriend now. It's just like I'm scared to set back in it because when I was in it, I loved it. And mm. I did not want to get out of it. I mm-hmm. just I love being the main character. <laughs> um I love not giving a fuck about whatever mm-hmm. anybody else had to say, but Stepping out of it made me realize there's a lot of things I need to learn from others. Uh, from others, yeah. You can't just be there, you know, all the time. To the just there's always a balance to things, and I know that not everyone's going through that, but that that was my personal problem with with. That's currently my per, current my that's currently my problem with have with setting that balance of solitude. Mm-hmm. You know. I like to. You know, I think it. I think practicing solitude, you know, comes with consistency. Like, yep. It you can't just practice solitude one day and then and then not do it the next week. Yeah, it, it takes willpower. Mm-hmm. It. So even if like for now, right? So right now I'm practicing balance that balance by at least having you know the end of the day to myself, the end yeah. of the night to mm-hmm. myself, to really reflect on my day. Um, I think it's a great way to to balance that. You don't have to be you know completely like you don't have to disappear for months to gain mm-hmm. solitude and to gain clarity for yourself. You can just have moments throughout the day mm-hmm. to give yourself peace. Mm-hmm. To give yourself grace and then get back to it um don't get stuck there it's easy to get stuck there um in a good and bad way but yeah uh i realized coming out of my solitude that there's really some aspects of life that are more enjoyed when you have people around you uh yeah Mm-hmm. But there's some moments, again, like you said, that you need to experience alone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and 
and that's yeah and that's the thing i just at the end of the day we just want to reiter- reiterate that you aren't truly alone when it comes to these things like you know I, I keep learning about how a lot of these things are like team efforts a lot of these experiences yeah. and you know at first i was like confused i was like if you know i'm trying to tackle um these unhealthy mindsets unhealthy habits that are for me you know on my own how's the team effort but then i just realized this is like if the people around me can make it a, a safe environment for me to try new things and for me to blossom and grow mm-hmm. that's what yeah. makes it a team effort without them trying to quote-unquote fix people you know <laughs> yeah um and just to piggyback off of that great point i i think the solution for me now that I'm like I'm actually forcing myself to like relive like the whole timeline mm-hmm. is is community, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. Finding your your people mm-hmm. and opening up about your vulnerabilities it makes you feel more heard. Um, that's what it was for me, right? Coming out um, and even talking about this right now, talk, mm-hmm. talking about my uh, my struggles, talking about my problems, it helps me it helps my brain my soul know that mm-hmm. i'm not alone yeah. and there are people that you can figure this out with you mm-hmm. don't have to figure necessarily figure things out yeah alone all the time there are there's a whole community who feels the same way that you do yeah um i think that's what we we forget a lot of times we're like oh like no but we always we we always thought it was like, no, like our problems are too complex. I'm sure nobody's feeling the same way that I do. But mm-hmm. no. Again, like this goes back to our conversation that we had earlier. I think we don't acknowledge the fact that we're actually really similar. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are very similar. We go yep. through the same patterns and the same mm-hmm. struggles of life. Not in the same exact way, but we all have family problems. We all have financial struggles. We all have, you know, you know identity issues academic whatever it is right we Mm -hmm. all kind of especially during you know generations whether you're a child whether you're in your preteen years your teenager years or your college years your middle age years your senior citizen years yeah those same those phases of life have very similar stories and i wish that more people talked yeah. to each other mm-hmm. more about those struggles because that's what creates empathy yeah empathy yeah because again like people don't know what everyone has gone through yeah. um yeah. so since we're all so similar and you know someone sees someone else yeah. in a better spot than them Mm-hmm. similar with a similar journey but a better spot you know that's another thing that can lead to emotional projection mm. when it comes to the comparisons and Ooh. inferiority complexes yeah, so it's just like you said you know speaking on speaking upon the struggles acknowledging you know the amount of shit that we've all gone through mm-hmm. it's not a comparison game at the end of the day it's just we've all gone through similar situations i've said it before it's like in life it's just we all have it's all the same we have the same beginning the same end it's just that the middle that's all that always has the slight tweaks with each person you know so at at the end of the day it's just 
finding that sense of community, um, finding where you have that sense of belonging, and mm-hmm. you know those are the steps from for having a healthier mindset so you don't project as often. Mm-hmm. Um, because healthy outlets, multiple yeah. outlets, mm-hmm. because you know the same thing with uh, the same thing goes as. Uh, the, for the concept of outlets, if you overload one outlet, it's gonna burn out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it it go that and that goes both ways too when it comes to the emotional projection. You mm-hmm. know, you have mm-hmm. the person dumping all the information to you, <laughs> and then you have the other person kind of just soaking it all in as like nothing. You know. Oh yeah <laughs> so yeah you gotta be mindful yeah your actions mm-hmm. and how they affect the other person mm-hmm. mindful yeah mindful, self-awareness mindful, yeah so yeah um is there anything else that you would like to add on on this topic do you have any more questions i feel like there's more topics that i want <laughs> more topics that came out of this conversation now Looks i'm like interested you come back for another episode <laughs> now i'm interested in talking more maybe in the next episode like to come more about definitely what we talked about with solitude solitude um, yeah how to embrace solitude solitude um i just i just got a mind blank what was the last thing that you said it was um oh being mindful learning how to be mindful of your actions yeah. um being self-aware, self-aware. Like, what does it take to be self-aware what are those steps mm-hmm. um obviously solitude is one of them but then after you get out of that solitude what are those next steps what yep. else did we mention that was like that could be an interesting topic uh-huh. there was one more uh, direct and honest communication there was there was something else um although that's a really good that's a really good that's a really good (laughs) topic yeah i just i'm writing these down (laughs) yeah um, i think i also want to talk about you know or i'm interested in hearing an episode about empathy empathy Um, empathy like the the uh, the ability to giving yourself grace to feel what others, others. feel. Ah, okay. You know, yeah. that, that goes with mindfulness. Yeah. Um, because I feel like a lot of us just go on with, about, li- go about our life trauma dumping, not considering how that other pe- person feels. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we live in an era that is uh, unfortunately not really capable of having empathy, which is... which. Basically, is selfishness. The opposite of empathy is just yeah, you know, selfishness. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to learn ways to breed empathy. I think it'd be a much kinder world if we were more aware, self-aware of our actions and how they mm-hmm. affect others. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't obviously, guys. We didn't solve the. We didn't. We don't have the solution to emotional projection it's a bunch of concepts and a bunch of insight combined um but i think we can both agree that it really comes down to you (laughs) as like every other episode it comes down to you Um, and how much work you're willing to Mm -hmm. put 
into yourself to be aware yeah. of your actions what are you willing to try out mm. uh, you know we said a lot here so you know either you can take it up and try to apply it or you know one ear at the other um maybe <laughs> someone else might click with or resonate with you more but you know at the end of the day it truly is um just having that self-awareness um that open-mindedness to see things from other perspectives um having that sense of self um having that direct and honest communication with yourself your issues and the people around you and tackling issues you know not avoiding issues Mm. um sitting sitting in those dark and heavier feelings in the uncomfortability you know right just being able to push yourself to do better um that is um one way many ways to get over not get over but um counteract um emotional projecting and then again having the right people around you the right support system Mm -hmm. being in the right environment um just straight up doing the right things like um you know because a lot of emotional projecting comes out from guilt too people being Mm -hmm. guilt-ridden um so yeah it's just being kind-hearted and it always it always works for a lot of things this is one of them not everything but for this this situation in particularly you know being kind to yourself so you can be kind to others Mm -hmm. so you know because we talk about the emotional projecting to other people um but this it always starts off with the projections on yourself and Mm -hmm. again the inner monologue within yourself what what ideas are you rejecting what fears and you know obstacles are you rejecting because they're not what you want or not what you see as viable you know so just switching that mindset switching those perspectives and you know you'll get there so everything will be all right yeah (laughs) i know we said a lot don't overthink it like we Mm -hmm. usually do just take Mm -hmm. a day at a time yeah you know small baby steps baby steps you know but i think i mean yeah be just be kind to yourself be Mm -hmm. kind to others yeah and uh, it'll be okay Mm mm-hmm yeah everything will be okay Mm mm-hmm is there anything else you want to add on anyone or anything you want to shout out before we end off the episode thank you i'm i think something that i want to put out there the last thing i want to put out there yeah go for uh, it is this and something that i'm beginning to accept as my mantra something um and it's that uh you guys have to remember that when life gets hard Durr, when it gets harder when the when it seems like it just the problems don't stop and they keep getting more complicated you have to tell yourself and remind yourself it's not exactly that the problems are getting more complicated or harder it's just that beca- you're becoming stronger um and so as you gain more strength obviously the problems get a little bit more complex as well if life continues to be hard it's a reminder that you're growing Mm. so you know give yourself that peace be kind to yourself give yourself grace yep 
It's never growing is uncomfortable.、Mm. It's very uncomfortable. Very much so. If you're in the same place, it means you're not growing.、Mm. So you just gotta、mm-hmm. embrace life for what it is. Yeah. And and take baby steps to to figure it out. But、mm-hmm. know that because you are feeling pain right now, you're alive、mm-hmm. and you're growing, and it'll be okay. Shout、mm-hmm. out to whoever's listening to this.、Yeah. Shout out to Kuya for hosting. Thank you for、of、having、course. me on.、Um, I hope everybody is well and continues to be well. Sending nothing but positive vibes. Yeah,、so、we're all gonna be、course. okay. We're all gonna make it out. Yeah, and thank you, thank you for coming out. We've been plan planning this for a while, so it was. Good to get this one done, and definitely gonna have you on for further episodes because there's a lot more that we can talk about,、yeah. <laughs> um, especially with the list of topics at hand. I feel like there's a lot more that we can break down and、yeah. you know showcase to y'all. So thank you again for coming out and for speaking your mind. Thanks to everyone for listening and supporting and for giving us all these ideas. Yeah. And yeah,、um, more to come, more surprises for. This week,、um, more more guests coming soon.、Um, you'll see what the surprises that I'm talking about. But yeah, like Angelica said, you know, give yourself grace. You know, appreciate the amount of growth you made rather than the amount of growth that you're trying to make. You know,、mm-hmm. like、um, continue just being yourself because that's the best person you could be.、Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that. Sincerity with all your actions and all you do with all the people around you. So you know, honesty is the best policy. At the end、mm-hmm. of the day, that's true.、Um, so it goes with everything. everything. So yeah,、uh, thank you guys for listening. Can't wait for what's in store for the future. This was amazing. We're gonna have ton more memories to make with each other. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And are staying healthy, staying safe, are doing everything you need to do to become the better person, the better people that we are striving to be. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. This is episode thirty-two of the Half Half Podcast. Peace, y'all.